listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 What are we getting into? We were talking Trevor before. What's what's with this guy? I, he's he's not very good right he's now. Spoiled. Certainly he's spoiled. I think that he's he, a brat. He might be. He had it really good for a he long time, be. where he everything was going his way. He's not a guy who's ever dealt with failure, and this is his first dose of and Urban we, Meyer too. At least, and we should say we don't know what happens behind the scenes, right? He, who knows, right? So let's not act like we know that. I don't want to act like that. But in the sporting life, in the life of sports, and from the outside, the appearances. He's had a lot of. I don't like to use the word privilege, but he's had it his way. Do you think him telling the coaches, "Hey, we need James Robinson on the field"? Do you think that's him crossing a line, or do you think that's him saying? How often does Tom Brady talk about who should be on the field with him, with Belichick for the first twenty years? I've never heard it. How I mean, have you? Who have we heard do this at all? Honestly, when I first read it, I said, that sounds like something Aaron Rodgers would say. But it, it's something that you he would say in the offseason in a snarky way, but maybe not even explicitly. But is it possible that he's feeling this pressure because he's yes. failing for the first time? That's and what like, it is. Listen, I mean, he's he's right in a way because James Robinson is their best player. Well, like, first of all, we don't know if he's right. Because right? Urban Meyer is not, does not wear a dunce cap. Let's start with that. He's one of the five best college football coaches ever by any normal metric you might measure it by. Now, if we believe you're a college football guy, can a dunce do that? No. Okay. But it, it feels like if you, if you go on a golf course and you don't have a putter, mm-hmm. you feel like you're at a disadvantage. Like, I could be a lot better if my, okay. if my putter was in my but, bag. But if there's a guy who's your coach of golf— Who's saying you only get what is it, fourteen clubs? You only get a certain number of clubs, and it's better for you to have a seven wood than it is a putter. You know what? It might not make sense to you, but that's why you have a coach. A co- this is like analytics. People like analytics till they disagree with them. As long as it passes the eye test, they like the analytics. But then when it doesn't, they trust their eyes. You know what? The analytics are useless because it's only you're going to just agree with your eyes no matter what, right? Okay, your coach is useless if you only listen to him when you agree with him. See what I'm saying? I I do see what you're saying. Am I wrong to like if this were Belichick, I wouldn't question it. But because it's Urban Urban Meyer's not. If that's the case, if he's lost the authority to be the coach, he shouldn't be the coach. And I think that is the problem. The fact that Trevor Lawrence is willing to say this, and here's the quote, in my eyes, obviously, I'm the one that's out there. That's out? I don't even know what that means. I'm the one that's out. See all the pieces moving. I see the whole picture. Okay, so what he's saying is I know better than the coach. Trevor Lawrence is saying I know better than the coach. He wouldn't do that to Belichick or Andy Reid, or or pretty much is there? There might be a handful, maybe Nagy. You know, you gotta look at Fields. You don't think Fields has a right to say something like this? If if because what it is is, and it's interesting. Trevor Lawrence, I tweeted out yesterday. I said world hunger maybe maybe could be solved if we took the collective energy <laughs> of the sports media trying to explain away Trevor Lawrence's crappy quarterback play. We could maybe redirect that. And, and cure anything, really. World, world hunger? doesn't matter. Well, he has felt the pressure without even the press. Imagine him in New York facing real heat. He's, he's down there ensconced in Jacksonville. No one's complaining because everyone's so in love with talent. 
Oh, my God. Everyone's, this is back to one of my basic premises, AJ. Everyone's a quasi-scout. Everyone wants to act like they're a scout. So they go, well, Trevor Lawrence is a five-tool. You think you don't know five-tools? Well, but the, I mean, the real scouts actually said that, but, too. Uh, fair enough. But the, it, the real scouts aren't the one defending him now. It's all the people in the media that latch on to the real scouts and say, oh, I got scouts on my speed dial. It's like, okay, you think they're telling you exactly the truth or they're telling you what has an agenda for them? If it's a guy they were high, think about this for a second. No one's ever said this on national radio. Here it comes. In fact, I mean, this is the kind of thing you just aren't going to hear typically. <laughs> Here's a theory uh, for you to disregard <laughs> completely uh... or not. If you're a scout and you're talking to anyone, let's just say, uh, Mr. Mainstream Media Bigwig X is his name, all right? Or her name, doesn't matter. Mina Kimes. No, no. I'm saying a generic person, (laughs) not any individual. I'm not sure who you're talking about, but okay. So, is that you just made that name up? No. Okay. (laughs) All right. So, anyway, imagine this imagine that you were high on Trevor Lawrence. And now, this person calls you, hey, what do you think? Uh, he's struggling, but it can't be, right? He's five tall. What are you going to say if you were high on Trevor Lawrence? Oh, hey, he's right on pace. They're doing a few things wrong in Jacksonville. But as soon as they get that right, he'll be fine. Is that what you're going to say? Because you want the narrative to affirm your position because your standing in your own organization is going to be dictated by that. So me as someone who believed, who believed that Trevor Lawrence would be good. Uh-huh. I sit here and I see him. You see it through goggles. And well, but I can I can also say he stinks. Mm-hmm. It, now, do I still believe that he? It, like, do I think this is him forever and ever? I tend to believe no. Well, let me ask you: How many quarterbacks? And let's put Peyton Manning not on this list. I'm RJ Bell. We're straight out of Vegas because this was he was a, a, a rookie in 1999, last yeah. century, right? Prince was going around doing the tour for his song. I mean, it's like been a long time ago, right? The kids born the day after the last day of the Peyton Manning season are like drinking right now, right? Think about wow. that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's actually true. Wow, almost. I think a couple of weeks. So, and we're not saying they're all drinking, mm-hmm. and many of them drank before, but legally drinking. That's how long it's been. Since then, tell me a quarterback that's looked atrocious his rookie year that ever became a top 10 quarterback. Kyler Murray. He didn't look atrocious? Yeah, that'll be interesting. We'll take a look at the stats of Kyler. He was he, he certainly improved, but Kyler Murray wasn't atrocious. I don't think you realize this. If you look at QBR, if you look at EPA, any of these good metrics, it's like the worst is Wilson, the second worst is Trevor Lawrence, the third worst is Fields. I mean, this is like the, you know, no wonder everyone's trying to defend not taking Mac Jones with all these rationalizations. But you are right that it did seem like in the past it seemed like Troy Aikman, I know, had a bad rookie season. John but, but, Elway. That's 35 I know, That's years what I'm ago. saying. It doesn't happen as much now. Now, But also the leash is shorter on first-round picks now. Josh Rosen stunk, and the well, next year they were like, you're well, out. Well, any, yeah, he stunk so bad. But that doesn't ever happen. I mean, the fact Sam Darnold got a fourth try <laughs> tells you that doesn't happen. By the way, Murray's rookie year, 15th in total QBR. He's he's 32nd or 31st. I mean, it's like this is a whole other yeah. universe. And, and I'm not saying no one has been. I'm saying if you say first year, how predictive is it to success? It's like if you succeed in your first year by a metric of, let's say, top 20 quarterback. Let's call that success, top 20. 
how many of the top 20 people went on to become good quarterbacks? I'd say maybe 80%. First year, if you're top 20, 80%, you become a good quarterback. If you're at the very bottom of the list your first year, maybe 10%. There might be a couple. I don't can't remember them off the uh, – you know, Jared Goff would be an example. But again, was what was correct? Jared Goff's rookie year being bad? Or his second year being good. Or, yeah. Uh, Matt Stafford, I know, had a bad rookie season. But even then, that's going back a pretty long way. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. When do we disqualify a quarterback? When are they so bad in the rookie year that we say, you know what? Pack them up, buddy. We're done with you. Let's look at the top, I don't know, dozen or so quarterbacks in the NFL right now. And how good were they their rookie year? Or let's be this, their first year as a starter. Mahomes was first in QBR. And we're going to use QBR in all cases. Number two, Aaron Rodgers was 11th in QBR. Okay, Tom Brady, there was no QBR back then, but he won the Super Bowl. He was pretty good. Okay. Matt Stafford, 24th. 24th. Okay. Out of 32. Okay. Herbert, we know how good he was last year. And this is just our top quarterbacks, 13th last year. And we got Josh Allen was 24th. So we had Stafford, 24th. Allen, 24th. Dak Prescott, first year starting his rookie year, third in QBR. Tannehill, 18th. Derek Carr, 27th, so he would be, I would say, a problem. Wilson, third, Russell Wilson. Lamar Jackson. Now, his rookie year, let's just say this, wasn't great in QBR. He played half a year. Let's call him one you could say, hey, he was a project. Because obviously he won the MVP the next year, but we're not talking the next yeah. year. So he was also more of like a package player. Yeah, but QBR year. does well. No, remember they Flacco started and then he started like oh, the second right, half right. of the year. Then they lost to the Chargers. So what we're saying here is now let's read the current rookies QBR. So right now we've got the let's go from the bottom of the list back. So who's worse? Trey Lance does not qualify. Oh well, listen, he he's the best <laughs> of the bunch. They're just holding him back. <laughs> Zach Wilson, 32. 25 I, is his QBR. Uh, yeah, don't worry about the QBR. He's, okay. he's last, 32nd. Okay, I'm not feeling good about what. Now, you could say, well, what about, okay, history tells you of the top dozen or so quarterbacks, they tend to do at least decently. About half of them do exceptionally well. Sure. I mean, for, imagine right now. I mean, let's just jump to Mac Jones. Where's Mac Jones? Mac Jones is... 14th. Yeah, 14th on the list. Okay, 14th. So he's right in the middle. That's not even good compared to Mahomes. Like Dak. What I'm saying is Dak. And so that can happen, right? You know, Brady obviously was a top 10 his, the year he won it. Uh, Prescott was. Wilson was. So there's more. There's many more that are in the top five, the rookie first year starting, than there is – at the very bottom of the list. Well, on this list, there's only one guy who's down in the 30s that that made anything of himself. Lamar Jackson, right? And and that's a situation where you could say he was a project. Sure. And they had to build because there's a reason he went last in the first round, right? They even Baltimore passed on him and took a tight end earlier. Yeah. I, so, this Trevor Lawrence was not supposed to be a project. Exactly. So continue on the list. Uh, Justin Fields, 31. Okay. Davis Mills, 30. Uh huh. Trevor Lawrence, 28. 
right. Who was 29? Uh, Jared Goff. Okay. <laughs> so what we're saying here is right now Trevor Lawrence is worse. If you take the top dozen quarterbacks in the NFL and say, how did they do their first year starting by QBR? Only one of the dozen is as bad as Trevor Lawrence during their first year starting versus his. Now, hey, there's a couple games left. Now that he's dictating who's going to be on the field, <laughs> maybe his performance is going to improve. But I listen, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be fine. I think he'll be like the 22nd best quarterback. But this he's going to be like Tua? Maybe not that good. But the worship, <laughs> but the worshiping of talent. Cuz you know what? If we make talent out to be the end all, then we can all explain away our failures. Right? Is is we could AJ you could have I, you didn't have the most talent when you strove to become a professional fighter and you had, you know, a what was it? One pro fight? Yes. But what I'm saying is that was an accomplishment and you had how many amateur fights? Four. Four. And it was an accomplishment to get there. I, you worked hard at it, right? Yeah. And if you would if someone would have said, "Oh no, look at the size of your hands or look at the size of your, you know, your your cranium. You just you don't have the talent. You can't do it." Well, you could have just went and sat on the couch and skipped the whole effort, right? Is, to me, that the tyranny of talent, I just made that up. That takes talent. The tyranny of talent is bad for all of us because it's easy. There's very few things that we're going to be one of the most talented people in the world, at, if any. And to me, this is a situation that Trevor Lawrence... I hope he does fine for himself. I hope he doesn't do too well, because let's be honest, I'm out on the limb with this one. <laughs> but history says Trevor Lawrence will not be an elite quarterback. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow pro bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up on game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up on Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. My best bet in the NFL this weekend, an early one, I like the Atlanta Falcons against the Carolina Panthers. Atlanta favor or a two-and-a-half-point underdog, the game's at Carolina. This is real simple. Atlanta was fairly competitive with Tampa. They didn't cover. That's two in a row against Tampa that made it look like, oh, they're, they're not very good. But in truth, the, the gameplay was closer. Now, what we, what we know about Atlanta is, and A.J., you've been on this street, they have a running back. Cordero Patterson. And he is instrumental at this point. Now that Ridley's been out, he is necessary to be on the field for them to have enough playmakers. So he's healthy. And last week they lost, so people were like, well, maybe that trend wasn't really true. But this is even more an anti-Carolina play. Joe Brady got fired in the middle of a bye week. Why would they fire him in the middle of a bye week? There's, there's turmoil in Carolina. Cam's been atrocious. Best bet, give us Atlanta plus two and a half. 